0: Anime is a vast and varied medium, and if you're not already familiar, it can be daunting to find something you might be interested in watching. This is a podcast where three average anime enjoyers introduce their uninitiated co-host to their favorite anime touchstones, so he can join them deep in the weeds. This week we watched four episodes of Yu Yu Hakusho. The original manga series was written and illustrated by Yoshihiro Togashi. The series tells the story of Yusuke Urameshi, a teenage delinquent who was struck and killed by a car while attempting to save a child's life. After a number of tests presented to him by the son of the ruler of the afterlife, Yusuke is revived and appointed the title of Underworld Detective, with which he must investigate various cases involving demons and apparitions in the human world the manga becomes more focused on martial arts battles and tournaments as it progresses. In North America, the manga ran completely and visited Shonen Jump from January 2003 to January 2010. The anime was licensed by Funimation in 2001, where it aired on popular Cartoon Network blocks, including Adult Swim and later Toonami.
1: I have to take umbrage with that description because <laughs> it, it had, yes, it had a couple of martial arts tournaments and I was about right to say two, but I'm like, well, there was also the Genkai tournament, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, there are three fighting tournaments and, and then there's also a, ah, uh, Negami sort of, but not really. And, uh, and, and, and you know, st- literal, actual storm the castle, and like there's a, that that really doesn't play up the show as well as it should be. That, that, it's a good summation, but it it is missing some some beats that make it better than the typical shonen. Here's
2: that is a... just like Yo. I I agree with you, and that's actually a thing that I realized as I was watching this because it's been a long time since I've seen this show, and especially the like first episode, like. I forgot how long uh, Yusuke is dead for at the beginning of the show. But, like, Mm -hmm. there is enough tournament that goes on long enough that, like, I think that is definitely what the show gets remembered for. Which is a shame, because I think a lot of the other stuff that you're talking about that's in there is kind of the better stuff. But, like, yeah, no, you say, like, oh, yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho, the Dark Tournament arc. That's just the go-to.
1: Insert Gigguk, Tournament arc!
2: Yeah. So...
1: And I, I, I will just, before we go, let, get, let Bob kind of recite to us, uh, his experience here, I will say, and I will fight anyone who argues with me on this, The Dark Tournament Art is hands down the best anime tournament arc. Fight me IRL. Because, it, because, and, uh, I'm going to harken back, to, uh, to, I believe it was OSP, Red summed it up best. There is next to no filler in the dark terminal, everything has relevance. Everything has purpose. There is not a moment of wasted energy.
2: Well, that, that was actually in my notes. That is a note about this show, this show in general compared to other like shown in, you know, bigger enemy of the week shows is that like, there's so little of the like, like peanut gallery commentating and describing what's going on, even though we're watching it kind of thing, it's just, just like, oh no, this this show kind of moves at a clip. Everything that happens is like something interesting that's happening. It's never just like waiting for the spirit bomb to charge, or waiting for Goku to come out of the capsule, you know?
1: Or everyone getting knocked out by a singular character just for Goku or insert basic shonen protagonists here to show up. You, you don't just have a Vegeta coming up to almost save the day, and then ego gets in the way, but here comes Goku. Yeah,
0: I, w- I would like to add. I had further notes I was going to add later, but I'll, I'll say it now. Um, the manga's shift from occult detective fiction to the martial arts genre, after Yusuke's death and revival in the early chapters, was planned by Togashi from the beginning. Togashi's intention was to establish the main characters and familiarize the reader with them before placing them in tense physical conflicts.
1: That was also in my list, so I thank you for getting to that. <laughs> and that's the thing. like This... And I'm, to, to parrot off that because I think we all know, I guess, we can at least guess how I feel about this show. This does the thing that I, made me love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as well. The fights aren't just, ah, and then a power-up happens or because I'm the protagonist. You have villains and heroes winning because they're thinking, they're playing the chess in their minds, they're reading their opponents and you know, there, you can follow the line of interaction. And it's, it, it's not just, haha, I put a Kamehameha right behind you at point blank range, Cell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's, it's so good. I mean, even the spirit gun, when we first meet it, Bob, spoiler, when we first see the spirit gun in episode five, it's, here, you can do this cool trick, Yusuke. What's that? Say bang. Fires a spirit gun at his, uh, teacher. Because he's being a prick and trying to frame Yusuke. And it's, by the way, you can only use that once a day at this point in the story. Oops. Here's a mission we need you to start right now. And it's incredibly dangerous. <laughs> Should have probably led with that. And it's so good because of, like, the limitations they set up and how they eventually learned to either o- overcome them or incorporate new tactics into them. And it's just perfect in my mind how they did that.
2: There are some cases where I think it is definitely... Um... Just sort of like placing big bets on themselves, it's just like, well, it's uh, just like, hmm, I should survive this better than they can, and then they do the thing, and it's just like all right but but like yeah it, its it's a thing about it is still sort of based on the characters, it is based on uh uh the 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 powers as established at play and not just you know power ex machina, you know
0: well, let's start at the very beginning, yes. Episode 1, Surprised to be Dead.
3: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> a, 14-year-old,
0: a 14-year-old narcissistic street-fighting slacker, Yusuke Arameshi, dies an unlikely hero after he's hit by a car after saving a young child who is playing with a ball in the street. He soon learns that the spirit world was not expecting him to die. For this reason, he is then offered the chance to be revived. At first, Yusuke initially refuses the proposal, but ultimately accepts after seeing the people he thought did not care for him... Grieving for him at his wake. Hell of a start to a series, gotta say.
1: And that's why I chose the funny name for it that we did because this, I swear to God, as far as I and I can find, and I did a little research, not a lot. I believe this is the first interest in, uh, uh, incident of vehicle coon coming along and killing our protagonist. Yeah. And also the only instance I think I could find where it didn't result of them getting isekai <laughs> Well,
2: okay, hang on. I wanted to bring
1: this <laughs> Okay, fair, fair enough. I immediately, as soon as I said, I'm like, well, wait a minute. i like, damn it.
2: We don't, We don't see a lot of his, you know, pre-killed lifestyle, but... I feel like there is an argument to be made that he does awaken in a different world. One where he learns that the afterlife and demons and spirits are all real, which by some definition is a different world than the one that he died in.
1: It's a different world perception. I mean, arguably it's still the same world. He just didn't know these things existed as well.
2: Right. But then we get into the, the Descartes. I think therefore I am, if you don't perceive it, is it truly real? Is it real in your world?
1: (laughs) The Homer Simpson logic of, if I don't see it, it's not illegal.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, you know, fair. Okay, you say against isekai because it is called Spirit World, and later on there is Demon World. We hear it referenced, so yeah, he did get isekai. Damn it. Eventually. This is probably the first isekai.
3: (laughs) Damn it.
2: Well, I mean, almost no, though, because he does have moments of going back, and the whole thing of of isekai is like the old world is completely written off.
1: Just to be fair,
2: yeah. But, but
4: this is an argument for the fun. Hey, Bob, you want to walk us through this episode? Yeah, sure. None <clears> of <throat> you had
1: our fun. Bob, please go.
4: All right. Uh, so this is actually the first time I have you know, put notes in my phone. I will just read them straight up Yay. and give you quick thoughts. Okay, so Yusuke, Yusuke gets hit by car, but is okay. It's intangible and in denial. So we see Yusuke. He is a kid, and this is the very first introduction of him actually appreciate the show for that. Just, this is what's going on. And then he walks through his day leading up to saving the kid. Uh, what we learn from him is he refuses to follow directions. He's a independent person. So, um, at this point, I will say, the basis of me watching these is these are these four episodes that I've watched. As I've mentioned a lot, but for me watching it, I've only known Dragon Ball. It just... A lot of attention to me as comparatives. He reminds me more of Vegeta than Goku. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I can see that, yeah. Continue. Gossip
4: right. girls are dumb.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: as a 14 te- year old boy would, because cooties.
3: Yeah, remind me, this,
4: this is middle school. <laughs> mean teacher is mean. Uh, yeah. And Mr. Takanaka uh, just constantly looking for uh, Yus- uh, Yusuke. Yusuke. Oh my goodness. It's, I don't understand their relationship, and I'll get further to that. Um, does he even go to the school? That was a question that I kept asking myself because he doesn't wear <laughs> the blue. It's like he just goes there to get yelled at and leaves. <laughs> uh, while walking home, he runs across uh, Kurabara, or Kuabara, who this is our introduction to him, and all I get is, Oh, you're the sad, stupid sidekick, aren't you?
3: <laughs> he is adorable
4: he is your Krillin your Yamcha, and your Tien like he has all of these I don't even know what Yusuke did to get such a reputation but good lord everybody else is afraid after he beat up Koabara She does know how to fight mm-hmm. um, at this point he meets a spoon witch <laughs> okay. her name is, is an oar
3: on. for the river sticks.
4: <laughs> Her. That's what she says. I prefer to think it's her she's a soup witch. Uh, I
2: love that. I love that actually. I love she that. She
4: is the grimmest reaper, Bob. She explains that they weren't actually expecting him to die. In fact, had he not done anything, the driver would have missed the kid. Our he name, would have Bob. been scarred less. Bob, what what her name? Uh Botan? Yep. Correct. I have that written there okay. under Meat Spoon Witch, Botan. <laughs> Uh, the rest of the episode is, and I didn't have this typed up, uh, him going and seeing that people actually miss him. Uh, the girl who, and I'd have to look through my notes because I wrote down her name later, Keiko,
3: maybe? Mm-hmm. Correct.
4: The um, sad, kuobara's sad because he wants to fight him and win. Uh, Mr. Takanaka's sad and corrects a couple teachers who are bad-talking him. And... In flashbacks, we see that uh, his mom is not the best mom. She's mourning the death of her son. I don't. We see her once more in some of the episodes that we watch, and I don't feel like she actually improves as a character. Yes and no. We'll get to that later. I, but
1: she.
2: I, okay. I feel like. And we'll, we'll elaborate on what this means later in the series, but uh, I feel like she has big Misato energy.
4: Ah, yes, uh, that's all. one of my favorite soups, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then the episode ends with him being like, well, fine, I want to go back, and the soup which is like, here, stir, 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 and we fly away. Which, so he can fly when he's a spirit, that makes sense, but he doesn't later, and thank you for the introduction, because at no point do I understand how he becomes human again.
0: Well, I, yeah that, I was gonna the hook. <laughs> I'm I am trying gonna, to hook you, Bob. I was gonna fill in some of the holes like yeah. where it's relevant huh. for later episodes, but yeah
4: and and that's the summation uh it's actually not a bad first episode because you can see it giving that draw into okay, we need to see what's going on, how's he gonna cope with Keiko and is him and
3: uhbara gonna actually be friends,
4: episode. yeah, but it's a good setup episode.
1: I think, part of the reason I chose this one is, one, to explain the joke behind why I named it what I named it, because I figured you deserved that. Um. Also, you know, death in the first five minutes. It wasn't, that, I think I even timed it. It was, hold on.
2: I mean, like, the show even opened. Three Literally,
1: like, the first shot. It was less than three minutes. It was, like, yeah. 2.40. It was, like, oh, and I die. Um... His mother's name is Atsuko. She'll show up here and there, but she's not really relevant for the rest of the series. She's relevant for the first four episodes, five episodes. Even and, though
2: she's in the the free frame at the end of the opening song.
1: Oh, that's not her. That's not that's uh, her? That's, that's, nothing, huh? uh, that's Shizuru. Uh, that's Kuwabara's sister, who you meet later. Oh, oh. right. I forgot about her. Yeah. yeah, she kind of replaces Yusuke's mother as a character in the show. Like, that's you, a weird a single, thing to say.
2: That's a weird thing to say.
1: I, I understand, but they're both. Here's why I say that: they're both brunettes. They're both Smoke. older women comparatively to the rest of the cast. I genuinely thought that was the mom. It's not, and, and that's the thing. I thought it was too, and then you know when you watch all the episodes consecutively, you find this out quickly. Shizuru gets like one of the best introductions as well. Uh <clears throat> Long story short, without table. too many spoilers, she, they, they get an assignment from Coenma on a VHS tape. Don't worry if you don't know what a VHS test,
3: uh, <laughs> tape is, audience.
1: Ask your parents. If they don't know, why are you here? You're too young. Um, <laughs> but it's on a VHS tape that's especially coded to spirit, wave energy, the, the, the power that everyone has in the show. Kuabara, and it's stated more or less that Kuabara's family is very spiritually aware. They just aren't aware they are. Yeah. It's just kind like of a latent trait.
3: Psychically
0: sensitive.
1: And so this video is supposed to look as static to anyone that isn't spiritually aware. So she sees this whole tape where a baby is giving them orders. <laughs> and she, she just, to her credit, you know, the most unrealistic portrayal of a person in this kind of situation, which I love, is okay, cool, I'm just going to roll with this because, sure, why not? (laughs) (laughs) So, like I said, Shizuru also gets a lot of development in the Dark Tournament. And when I say a lot, she gets development for a very background character, and she is probably one of my favorite characters just because they give her just some amount of depth more than you would typically see for a character like that.
2: Yeah, for somebody who is like, Someone there to be part of the Pina Gallery and go. What's going on now? At least from the episodes we saw today,
1: yeah. And uh, and to kind of the other reason I like this episode is because, <clears throat> kind of like you touched on, Bob, this isn't your Goku, your Naruto, your Fillin, your 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 Deku. This is not your typical Shonen protagonist. He is not a happy-go-lucky smile makes the day i'm gonna make all the friends protagonist this is a street punk he's a school punk he wears the wrong uniform intentionally because screw you that's why
0: on that note actually i want to cut in um go ahead.
2: Well, so do i but go ahead um <laughs>
0: bob this uh i feel like i'm pretty sure this is our first anime that actually has like uh modern quote-unquote a uh, slice-of-life representation of uh, some Japanese culture that kind of hits you in the face if you're not used to that. Oh, yes. Uh, so how did you feel about the culture shock?
4: I appreciated the uniforms. Uh, it's something that's coming over to America a little bit more, especially in larger cities. But I really appreciated the funeral rites It because it's not American by any stretch, the Ooh. respect for the mom and uh, the grieving of the family. Uh, I really like that. Uh, and they, uh, something that's just universal, children shouldn't play with balls near streets.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, the school stuff is also something that's gonna show up in a lot of anime.
3: Um, mm. yeah,
0: uh, the uniform wearing, the, the delinquent, like, type is like a culture thing as well, in a way. Um, mm. the slackers, the, the punks who fight, like, they usually deliberately wear the wrong uniform or wear the uniform wrong as a sign of protestation. Well, so, um, gotcha.
2: um, on that note, I think this mm. is time for a new vocab term. Okay. okay. Uh, boncho.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't remember it and it was driving me mad.
2: So, Isn't that
4: what you wear in the rain?
2: Uh, very close. It, uh, hmm. uh, so, a boncho is basically the uh, delinquent punk archetype. Um, okay. the kid who gets into street fights, and specifically that thing about like you see them in a school uniform, but they are always wearing it wrong out of defiance. Um, uh, and
0: they usually have that pompadour hairstyle that Kuibara has.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, love Kuibara. I, f- I forget. Is um, we don't have Cromarty on our list, do we?
3: No.
1: I don't believe so.
2: Cool. We, can, can,
1: we can we uh, always add it or season two <laughs> it.
2: Ooh. Um. But so, so basically, like, there's also a thing um, in sort of, I think it's bigger in Japanese culture, but the idea of, like, uh, delinquent schools where it's just like, yeah, no, all of these kids who, like, if if you score low in your, like, SAT equivalent, you end up at the the school for delinquent, and everyone there is going to be boncho and be like this, and that's where you have gang fights and
1: stuff. Um, also, they have classes so, by rank of the same grade, so, like, there's 1A, 1B, 2B, or... Right. Uh,
0: like you have to take uh, acceptance exams to get into high school. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's actually like bigger than going to college. Essentially, here is, or is mm-hmm. the, I would say, it's like the equivalent of pressure.
0: Yeah,
2: but I want—I want to say the um, there. I—I'm not exactly sure where this sort of trope. Like, this trope comes from, you know, Japanese culture. I don't know where it would have, you know, become major within, like, anime or something, but a touchstone Mm -hmm. that we actually had come over to America, which might have been before this point. Are you familiar with the Nintendo Entertainment System game River City Ransom?
4: I've heard of it, never played it.
2: So, River City Ransom is an NES game that we got here. It was the, uh, originally called downtown Niketsu monogatari aka uh the downtown burning blood story uh which that is a game where you play as bonchos and it's about street gangs and that's something that we had i I didn't look up exactly when that came out especially in compared to the show but like that idea of like that was sort of like the you know japanese middle school equivalent of like streets of rage or final fight um and so that that is a, a big thing we will see oftentimes we get um 89 89 okay uh oftentimes we get at least one character who is sort of the boncho badass of the school like a lo- especially if you take place in a school you have like at least one character who is the boncho who is like the captain of the gang who is a big bully and then probably comes over to be a friend after you know a fight in the first arc or two or whatever yeah. um but
0: commonly they have a baseball bat as their like (laughs) thing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but like, this is, I actually looking at our list, I actually don't know how often this trope is going to go up, but, um,
0: I can think of at least one other show that where it shows up.
2: Okay. Um, but like, uh, oh yeah, it's, it's going to be in that one for sure. It kind of comes up in that one. I, nobody can see what I'm pointing at. That's fine. (laughs) Um, but, uh, the the show Cromarty High I do want to point out especially because it's not on our list and and maybe we'll bonus this because I love that show but it is a comedy set in one of these all boncho schools and it's just like okay if everyone's a badass how can you tell who the real badasses are um, how many pencils are you going to eat to prove your dominance uh, dominance but okay this was the quick crash course on bonchos let's move on
1: I will I will just piggyback on that too. Boncho is popular enough it was also the the style of one of the major the lead protagonists in the major one of the major arcs of jojo's bizarre adventure From oh, he, he had the pompadour he wore his uniform as he wanted to it's just it, it it is very pervasive in japanese culture
2: yeah um it's it, it's it's also like it's kind of like the the grade school version of a biker gang i i think it's yeah. how it gets played a lot of times
0: yeah. so so yeah those those two teachers who are like shitting on him all the time they're basically just like have they see him only as a delinquent they're like oh he's never going to amount to anything he's just causing trouble there's no reason like to give him any attention or help or anything but the the principal is the one who who sees he could become something if he just kind of tried a little harder or directed Mm -hmm. himself.
1: That's, and that actually touches on one of the reasons why I wanted this episode is the, the wake for Yusuke. Everyone has those moments in the, well, I won't say everyone. there are times of some people have had those moments in their life. Myself included where it's like, I'm, you know, world better world be better off without me. Uh, You know, no one would miss me. And this is the time where you know it, it, it's the anime moment of this. Oh, this is a wonderful life. Where <laughs> yeah. yes, my, my my rival was my rival because he was really he was sundere and my friend, and that neighbor girl really really misses me for some reason that I'm sure won't come up later in the show. Hmm. And my mom, I did matter to my drunk alcoholic, you know, do nothing mother. Yeah. Yeah. And the principal, he shows he kind of cares about Yusuke early on, but really just even to the point of he's dead now, it's not, well, I guess I'm free of this. It's how dare you speak ill of this boy. He saved a child and you're speaking ill of him in, at his wake in front of his, his mother, his only family. Uh, And, and of course there's that little heart wrenching moment in that first episode of the little boy he saved. I'd love to play with him again. Oh, we're going to have to have (laughs) that talk, aren't we, when we get home?
3: Mm
1: -hmm. And the fact that he goes from, for obvious plot reasons, but he goes from, I don't care. I'm dead. Fine. Whatever. I don't have to pay taxes anymore. To, all right. He said there's an ordeal. Let me deal with the ordeal. And I will also say this is one of those series where you have a gimmick setup of the ordeal. Which is revealed in the next episode. He, he gets an egg, Bob. It's like that's mm-hmm. a whole project, except this egg will hatch and eat you if you're a bad person <laughs> at heart. This, this thing is relevant and, and they intentionally, I have to believe it was intentional, do everything they can to make you forget about it after he comes back to life mm-hmm. until the dark tournament. And then it is still relevant and it, it is a thing going forward. And it is so well done. Because I remember watching the Dark Tournament for the first time. It's, wait, the thing from the first five episodes? What? <laughs> and it's so good. But it sets those hooks up. I will also say the setup for the hook is that intro. Wow, there's a lot of supernatural creatures. We don't see any of that <laughs> un- until, like, the be- the middle point of episode five, after he's come back from to life. And it's like, who are these characters if this guy is dead?
4: Gotcha. So
1: that that is why I specifically chose that first episode. It was one I was like, I have to get it in there because this, I remember watching this, I think it was like 1230 on a Saturday when it first came on uh, Adult Swim. And seeing the intro, I'm like, okay, this is an okay intro. There's a lot of characters. I'm curious to see who Sword Vegeta is. And red-haired person, and I'll explain why I say person here in a minute. Well, later on, as part of notes, but like this all looks very interesting. Who are these people? And let me tell you, from when you hear their voices, or from when I saw them to when I heard their voices the first time, none of them were what I expected, and they're better for it. Mm. The, the intro sets them up, and you think you know what you're getting, and you kind of do, but not really. And that that's why I'm like, okay, this is the hook. The first episode did such a good job for me. I'm like, I have to hope this gets. but anyway that's all i have to say about one
0: yeah like kuwabara especially like he's presented he's presented as he's the second toughest punk under urameshi and so he's always trying to challenge him because if he can beat him in a fight he could be like okay now i'm the best he basically he just likes fighting (laughs) yeah he's a big softy but he just likes fighting
1: Bob, you would love it. He is a big softy because he will put his life on the line for a kitten.
0: He loves kittens.
4: Okay, I can appreciate that.
1: <laughs> Kuabara also, big. I won't say big reveal, but he has such an interesting plot. Because for being a street punk, he actually wants to do very well in school. Mm-hmm. He has a heart of gold. Yeah, and he just
0: likes fighting.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I call him like the Krillin, Tien, and Yamcha all rolled into one. But really, he's so unique. It's just like those are the archetypes that you can easily slot him into. But really, he's more than that. But yeah, like I said, that's my piece on one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Any other comments for episode one, or shall we move on to our next episode?
2: Um, the intro song. Uh, I don't uh, know. If I'm,
3: saving it. Now.
4: I'm saving that for the end. Okay.
2: All right. <laughs> All right.
4: I... I have the list.
2: Okay, good, good, good. I just want to make sure we get there because, know
1: we will get there. I promise. Cause I pulled the list up immediately.
2: Um, and I have more to say about Botan, but I feel like it'll come up more, uh, going into our, our later episodes. So, uh,
1: I
3: love I Botan. Don't you disgrace my Botan?
2: No, here's the thing. I think she's a boat.
3: I can't score. wait
1: to hear this explanation.
2: <laughs> That's babe of all time.
1: Okay. Uh, okay.
2: Also, Steve right. so,
1: Yeah, I, I would like to congratulate you on being a person of culture.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so this, the next episode we watched was episode 13, Yusuke vs. Rondo. 99 Attacks. During a competition to become the student of Genkai, a Reiki master looking to pass on her techniques, the fight is down to two contestants, Yusuke and a monk, who reveals himself to be Rando, a demon who specializes in defeating martial arts masters and stealing their special techniques. Ran out of breath there. As 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 Yusuke struggles with Rando's dangerous attacks, Kuwabara's soul travels to motivate him to keep fighting. Yusuke manages to overcome Rando by tricking him, defeating him for good, and thereby becoming the student of Genkai.
1: So, two things before we d- have uh Bob dive into this. First, do we want to explain what Reiki is?
3: I know spirit, what Reiki is.
1: You do? <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure. Uh, yes. Okay. Secondly, I love that this guy's name is Rando. Because in the grand scheme of things, he kind of is just the random villain. Uh-huh. That's super important at first. But once you see everything that's to come, it's like, oh yeah, he, he was there too, wasn't he? What a rando.
2: Just a punk. Which, like, there's also a gambling-based villain later on, and yet this guy's the guy called Rando. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I know. It's, I'm like,
0: it's, oh. It's Japanese. It's Rando.
2: Uh-huh. Listen, I know
0: rando
1: how pronounced it in the dub. <laughs> and yes, I watched the dub because this is also one of those, the, the sub is good. This is one of those, the English dub is maybe not 100% bebop level, but it is good.
2: I I, I think the dub is is kind of iconic. Like, there's nothing in it... Okay, uh-huh. there, there's a couple things in it that bother me. Like, the... the I forgot how strong Botan's accent is, and, like...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have a comment, a trivia thing about that.
2: Okay. And I like, think I know what it is. I have a dumb ear, so I could not place that accent, but, like... It's... so. Okay. Her
0: accent is specifically a transatlantic accent um which is uh one that was used for radio and television movie stars in the uh early 1900s. Um, so it's like that that old-timey radio voice accent. Okay. Um it mixes Eastern American and British English pronunciation for things. I don't know why they did that for radio and stuff but that was like specifically an accent created kind of for that
2: that's interesting i didn't know that part of it but wow but
0: yeah she 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 brings people across the river so i guess transatlantic was
2: yeah that actually makes a lot of sense uh yeah like (laughs) cross the river six or like um yeah no that's it i yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> all aboard the boat to the River Styx. This is your uh, happy-go-lucky Grimmest Reaper. Uh-huh. I
4: love that she's the Grim Reaper. <laughs> supposed it's... to be wearing a black cape and look like a skeleton. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that look. But she
1: says bingo. Bingo? <laughs> but Bob, go ahead and tell us about Rando and uh, <clears throat>
4: why he's so great. Uh, let me pull up my notes here. Okay, I start off with... Uh, there we go. Uh, Rando looks like a wrestler (laughs) or a glam rocker. Yeah. Yeah, Either
0: either one works. Yeah. You get that 80s glam rock look in a lot of anime from this era with the hair and everything.
4: Oh yeah. And he and uh, Yusuke fight and, uh, Yusuke, a lot of this I have to take on face value. So Yusuke couldn't hit Rando unless he was using spirit, is
1: Reiki. Think of it more like he was... I don't want to use the term armor, but it's like the only way to really have an impact is to, you know, have a little extra oomph behind it. In this case, the oomph is the spirit energy.
0: Yeah, you know how like in D&D, some stuff will only take damage from magical items <laughs> or spells? It's kind of like that.
4: Okay,
1: yeah, he needed his radiant energy up.
4: So uh, we had previously, or at least... Some people here have mentioned that they never cut away, or when they do, it's really short. We got a cutaway to a character who I, uh, I believe we learned his name later. He just has a junior on his head. Oh, yeah. um,
0: Koen Ma. Yeah, he's, um, yes. he's the, uh, the, the, the son of the king of the uh, underworld,
4: who runs things while a his dad for... is away. He likes his pacifier. He sounds like a southern pastor.
1: Um, <laughs> Bob, let me let me let me put let me give you a little context. Maybe you remember in DBZ when everyone died and they went on Snake Way, they had to go before King Yama.
3: Hmm. That's his son,
4: Southern Pastor. I was waiting for him to go. up. that's is me. his son. Oh, anyway, <laughs> uh, he's just like the side talk guy. Like we see him return in future episodes that we watched and it, he's I don't feel like he's important. Well so he actually he, is. He, he he's, plays he's a role a Yeah. Like he, listening to the description going in that he's the guy who promotes him to the spirit detective, gives him assignments, I can see that, but mm-hmm. he's he's like now a, he just seems like comic relief. He's the police chief.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, um uh uh where in the world is Carmen San Diego. He's the chief.
1: Like I love that. He's Chief Maka. Yeah, 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 yeah.
4: Oh, I miss Chief Maka. Anyway, so clearly Rando knows that he's got Yusuke on the ropes because he uses a special technique, which he stole from someone else where he starts uh, spitting out string and ties up Yusuke, starts swinging him around, and my note here is, Looks like a fun swing string ride. <laughs> this He's just ra- spinning around like it's a carousel. Right, he smashes in the into the a couple things. <laughs> Eventually ties him up to a tree over water that he fills with his magical hate fish. Hate fish? Ew. Anyway. Fish full of hate.
3: <laughs> uh.
4: Uh, feeling that, or, Yusuke falls into the water, starts sinking in, uh, and everyone's like, oh no, except for Kuwabara, who's like, I know what to do. He sends out his consciousness, goes to Yusuke, and just insults him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Notably,
0: another, like, Japanese thing, um... They tend to uh, depict souls as those little balls with a little tail coming off. Mm. Just so in the future, if you see those, that's a soul.
1: And Bob, you've seen this before because Vegeta did this with Goku on Namek and then in the Universal Tournament of Power because that's how Vegeta works.
4: But I actually thought it made me giggle. It wasn't like you can do this power to you. No. Oh, so you're going to quit, huh? Just going to give up. Yeah. That's a trope you'll see in a lot of anime. A lot of shonen anime,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It's like the... It's subverting the power of friendship because it's the power of rivals who are assholes to each other.
4: Yusuke gets his second wind, pops out, and he's getting ready to fight Rando again, and Rando's like, Wh- whatever, you, you mean nothing, and it's fairly obvious because Yusuke is barely doing anything. oh. Not entirely true. He does get one good punch in, which makes Rando angry. And. He
3: made me bleed
2: my own blood. <laughs>
4: yes. That was in my notes. How dare you?
2: <laughs> I think this is what pain feels like.
4: <laughs> so, uh, my next note that I wrote, even though this is the second time uh, spells are just muttering Latin. Yeah. Pretty
1: much.
0: I mean, I think, I believe they pull, or um, that Tagashi is pulling a lot from uh, Buddhism
3: <clears throat> uh,
0: for a lot of the magic stuff, so there's a lot of, like, chanting.
4: Mm. And he casts his spell, it reflects back onto him, and he starts shrinking. Uh, teacher lady who is looking for Genkai. Some of these people. Sure. Uh, Genkai up, says, uh, I may be paraphrasing here. Um, boy, oh, you dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that checks out. You should know that when you cast a spell for it to work, the other person has to hear it. At which point Yusuke gets up and he's like, ugh, I got swamp crap in my ear. And he pulls it out. And the demon's like, oh... And Yusuke's like, oh, and Genkai's like, oh, and then he lays on Rando Mash.
1: Yusuke did his best impersonation of a Snorlax doing Body Slam?
4: He named that his special, yeah, his special elbow drop. And, uh, it's honestly, essentially, that episode.
1: Well, Yusuke also does become the student of Genkai, which is incredibly relevant. It, it, when, if you're watching this in order way back and watching it an episode to episode you will forget about Genkai after a while but she will come back and she is incredibly important
4: it's like um, the first real reading teacher question mark or does she ha- or mm-hmm. does uh she have other
1: she, she is essentially his only teacher she is his master Roshi except not a pervert an actual badass And honestly, the bar by which I set all mentors, because she will call him on his bullshit. She, she, she don't give any yes. She's like, listen, we're going to train and it's going to hurt you. And I'm not going to go easy on you. I am here to break you so I can remake you. Also, I'm going to have a cigarette and play video games.
4: Now to to call Bluff on something I heard earlier. Seemed awful convenient he had glop in his ear. Fair. But to, to I think uh, that's
0: part of being a shonen protagonist <clears throat> is that your luck stat is incredibly high.
1: He has the luck feet, yes.
2: Especially when you're a boncho like that. Like that is part of his yeah. fighting style is just like, whatever, I'll win. Being a dumbass. Uh-huh.
1: And that's kind of why I wanted to highlight this episode, because there, before now, he does get in some some minor scrapes, and he does have a couple other assignments before this. And he does use his brain, but this is what we'll call, like, the first big assignment, even though they all constantly say they're big, because Shonen. Mm-hmm. Where it's like he, he is really out of his depth because there's not a lot to say he can complete the mission from the get-go. But luck's that. And he, this is, I think the first, well, not the first one, but this one is like, I believe the second instance of him dumb lucking his way out of it. And compared to what we'll see in some of these other episodes, unlike say certain yellow spiky haired bad father protagonists, he doesn't constantly get by on dumb luck. He actually learns and he thinks things through but he again this is still fairly early in his career he so yeah he's going to dumb luck it because you know plot armor but of all the things especially considering your setting and your environment i could kind mm-hmm. of believe that because just going underwater is like yeah my ears are going to fill with water so i might have to get some of that out just got to shake my head a little bit so they they played off the environment so it's a little more palatable than just oh i didn't hear that
4: Oh, and, and also basis off of this is one of four episodes that I watched. True,
1: true, yeah. very true. But, uh, yeah, again, we, this is also to kind of showcase like, ah, Kuabara is not just my, my best friend and, you know, rival, he also has power.
4: Yes, he can speak in spirit.
1: Well, not only that, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of high, I think they highlighted it in the previously on, which was, he has a sword, not a bat, because <laughs> spirit bat's not as interesting as a sword, but kind of lightly playing into the trope, but he also has his own way of protecting himself from supernatural yeah. threats
0: he's a sword boy,
1: yeah,
2: he's a sword boy,
1: yeah, you're a sword boy, Harry <laughs> <laughs> and, and it it just makes it keeps him relevant to the story he's not just there to be. The goofball. The lovable goofball. He's, <laughs> he serves a purpose. He take, and he's willing to take his licks. So he's, he's a good character for it. And, and even after this, he sticks with Yusuke. Which is, you know, again, to put any other normal person in this kind of circumstance, they're going to lose their mind and probably run away.
0: <laughs> I mean, their rivalry is basically built on respect at this point.
1: Oh yeah. And it just deepens further and it, it kind of shows the mellowing again another uh, shown is you will have this eventually but they kind of mellow out their rivalry really quickly and i think that the story is better for that
2: well it's like the mm. the classic uh, nobody is allowed to beat them up except for me
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but even then at that point like i would say even by this point it's no longer you can't you don't get to beat up uh uca i get to beat up uca it's like no, no, this is my buddy. You don't get to hurt my buddy. That's my friend, my pal, my number one guy.
2: Mm-hmm. And only I'm allowed to beat them up, yes.
1: <laughs> but even that, like, Kulabara doesn't, like, heretofore, Kubara really doesn't care. Like, he'll threaten you immensely every so often when he's kind of being teased. But he doesn't really exuber- uh, exude that energy.
2: Well, from this point it's... forward, they're also facing, you know, supernatural threats every week. And there's Bigger always a new case. Yeah. <laughs>
1: True. But and, and like I said, unlike okay, the Vegeta, oh, the Vegeta in the room of comparison. Vegeta constantly is, no, I will beat the villain. Why? Because I must be more powerful. I must be a super duper saiyan. Whereas is like, no, no, we, we we need to pull through this. You need my help. I'm here to help you. I may not be the winner of this, but I will do everything I can. Which like I said, I think makes him a better rival buddy than most shonen characters that would fill that slot.
2: Mm. And besides, we're we're gonna have like uh, again, like any shonen show. This is not the last time we're gonna have a villain turned, uh, buddy buddy mm-hmm. in this show.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, the next arc, man. Let me tell you <laughs> that we just skip over, and I had real, I had a real time mm. doing, hard time doing that.
0: <clears throat> it's a good arc. That was mm-hmm. the part I think when I I had shonen jump. That was the part of the manga that was coming out.
3: It mm-hmm. that was that whole story.
2: So good. Mm-hmm. Alright, do we have anything else to say about this episode? Nope.
3: Okay. I'm good. Number three.
0: Alright, the third episode we watched was the first episode of season two. Episode 26 of the whole series. Toguro Returns. As the title implies, in a previous episode, the team faced... Toguro brothers. Um, the younger Toguro brother like could use his energy to beef himself up and like boost his stats, and the older brother could become weapons. I believe was his thing.
1: He could morph his body any any way, any shape, shift his internal organs, etc., etc. But yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so use case team defeated them, uh, and they were presumed dead. So. When Yusuke unexpectedly crosses paths with the younger Toguro brother, uh, he's a bit surprised. Um, uh, Toguro gives Yusuke an ultimatum in that he must participate in the Dark Tournament in two months' time. A tournament organized by human crime lords and drawn in by fierce apparitions, or he'll kill Yusuke and his friends. Left no choice and feeling helpless, Yusuke and his allies begin a two-month training period. Soon afterwards, Yusuke, along with Kuubara, Kurama, Hiei, and a mysterious masked fighter band together to board a ship leading to the Dark Tournament ground.
1: So, I have to also t- chime in here with... Bob, you know how... And, uh, in uh, Again, your, the key reference we'll be using here because of our shared history is Dragon Ball. How, like, the Frieza saga essentially was pseudo-inspired by Star Wars, and there are some elements in there, you know, you, you have your big bad from space that everyone's afraid of, Uh and other elements, a, a, the Superman element that is Goku coming from another planet and being the hero of the world. Those kind of uh, nods to pop pop culture are very pervasive in a lot of media, uh Japanese anime and manga's Primarily, you'll see this a lot in Shonen, and I mean, even look at Bebop, all the all the references and the names and some plot lines that happen there. Um, I, I would cite Toys in the Attic when you get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is no different than here with Toguro, uh, younger Toguro, despite being the bigger one, younger mm-hmm. Toguro, because they don't get first names is inspired by a person who also beefed up for a very popular role where he at one point steals sunglasses trying to hunt down the protagonist.
4: Because oh, I got that Arnold reference Shorts- early on. We've gotten that uh, reference early on.
1: Yeah, that, uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger in the room.
3: Mm.
1: Mm. The Terminator in the room. Mm. Because that's who he was inspired by, and I love it, and it shows, and it's so tastefully done. But yes, so uh, since you're more than aware than I thought you were about it, I will let that go and please go on.
4: The motorcycle kind of an odd set off. (laughs) Uh,
1: Let me tell you, when I first saw this, it wasn't the motorcycle that did it for me, but it was like the big guy that bulks up to become a bigger guy. (laughs) Because the first thought I had myself was, I am here to pump you up. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Bob, please take it away.
4: All right. So typing up my notes for this one. iPhone autocorrects, uh, so I'm introduced to Ukina and Haya.
1: Ukina and Hie.
4: So poor uh, he Will forever call him. Hey, Ukina uh, is his sister, and he's not allowed, or he chooses not to stay in contact with her. This episode. Yeah, I don't know going solution- they do later.
0: The previous mission was the Togo brothers had kidnapped her, so they were sent to go save her.
1: And then the reveal that she was also Hie's sister.
4: Yeah. Which which is fine. They don't dwell on it very long, so it didn't detract from the episode.
2: The the um, the last time on in this episode felt the most like soap opery about like, <laughs> wow, there were a lot of people and involved and reveals that happened last time? Okay. And that's not even all of it. We'll just accept it and move forwards.
4: Exactly, and the descriptions you guys gave at the beginning of this episode, that's kind of what this show does. It doesn't spend an episode between episodes. It's like, mm. and moving on, mm. uh, we find out that Taguro and Taguro, because you know our twins, uh, the law offices of Taguro and Taguro <laughs> are in fact still alive. They were faking it for mysterious man and t v sure, I'm assuming he has rough or uh relevance because he shows up later,
3: yeah, but
4: he's just like mm-hmm. big head, bad guy because he looks and acts like big bad guy.
0: Big criminal underworld group.
4: Uh, he explains that they did a good job letting him go, uh, faking the death. Uh, they were fi- or he was fine with Ukina or Ukina going and living. He served a purpose. Taguro the younger, uh,
3: yeah,
1: the one that looks like Arnie. The big one,
4: yeah. Uh, still wants to fight, but he wants it to be a fair fight with Yusuke. And the big boss is like, well, just have him come to this tournament where you guys are going to be and everything will work out. (laughs) And Tagura's like, oh, duh, good idea. And at the end of the scene, the big mean boss, prove he's a big mean boss, tells them to clean up all evidence, which includes this poor crazy guy on the second floor where uh, Tagura, the younger, just kicks his head off.
1: This was essentially the origin story for Don Corleone. <laughs> With Sakio and the role of Don Corleone being the young upstart that takes over a, a criminal empire run by older, more seasoned crime lords.
4: We, oh, go yeah, back yeah. To our, okay. we go back to our protagonists who think that everything's fine. They just finished off the Tagura brothers. Uh Yusuke is or Yusuke is with uh, Keiko going on a shopping spree yeah, It's you know because it's star a date. or whatever.
1: Because at this point there have been two other dates cancelled on by Yusuke for reasonable reasons. But Keiko wants Keiko may like Yusuke. I don't know if you've caught on to this yet.
3: What?
4: <laughs> uh there's explosions outside. Keiko and Yusuke Rush out and see that there's just two massive holes in the corner of a building. I don't know if it's that use case, send something. But he backed up, turned around, and there's Toguro the Younger, his motorcycle, and his helmet that should not fit his head, but <laughs> we'll look past that. <laughs> yeah, because he's wearing, he's wearing sunglasses underneath the helmet. Anime. Uh, explains that, hey, you need to sign up for, or no, it's more of a meet-me-later. They meet up at a construction site, which we've seen four different animes. Good lord, they need to finish construction in wherever we go. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's always a building under construction.
1: I mean, to be fair, Bob, having been from Michigan and you still being in Michigan, everything's always under construction.
4: Yes, but it's just the highway. Yeah, there's a few buildings,
1: uh... They're in Kalamazoo that were under construction for a while that are now a trader Joe's
4: true
2: I'm actually kind of curious oh. if that's like a a Japanese thing because um the idea of you know island nation and uh especially you know city center uh high population density like I don't know if this that stuff is under construction or if stuff is like constantly undergoing reconstruction as as space is repurposed um Basically, I know it was a—it's a, like a big enough thing that the entire plot of Yakuza Zero revolves around. Hey, here is the one last piece of you know real estate property that we can develop on. Uh, so I—I'm I'm curious if if that actually makes more sense in Japan, that it's just like, yeah, no, there's always something becoming something else.
3: I feel like.
1: I've read enough comic book material that there's always something in in New York under construction, but to your point, I think that's for the same reason. Yeah, it's it's like a big city area that this is something that is constantly being done for one reason or another. So I I don't know if it's just unique to them, but I'm sure it's probably more active there, but not uncommon here.
4: True, true. The flip side, construction – or. Damaged buildings tend to get repaired relatively quickly. Um, that being said, uh, Dung Taguro uh, meets up with Yusuke at the construction site, explains, hey, I want to fight you fairly. Uh, I only fought you at 20% of my power. Uh, let me show you what 60%. And then, as I wrote down, his true power is weird veins.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> his true power is
4: steroids. <laughs> okay, it makes sense when you see the arms bulk out and you see the veins there along the chest. No, he gets two weird horizontal veins where his uh, clavicles should be, and I don't quite get that.
2: I, yeah, I I think he just, like, grows chitin over his bones or something. Like, he's got internal antlers now.
1: So, uh, with without going into too much detail, it is revealed later on...
4: He has a disease? I knew it.
1: it. You you could argue it. He he may have had a disease because he won a a previously held dark tournament. Him, his brother, and some other people. And uh, before he went to the dark tournament, he had taught a fighting school, martial arts school. And all of his students were killed by a demon that wanted to fight him. And it was incredibly powerful and that was the first time in Girl's life he felt fear. So his re- he fought that demon at the Dark Tournament and slaughtered it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the Dark Tournament, you get one wish. I guess they have Dragon Balls because apparently it's any, they can, they have the power to grant any wish. And when you get to the end of the Dark Tournament, you'll understand why I say that. Um, and Girls was, I want to be made into a demon. Uh, and this is one of those phrases that like you see I don't think you know what that means when you're saying it of the, a demon of the highest caliber
3: <clears>
1: that maybe not the highest caliber um and th- so he essentially became like the demon that he. Killed that hurt him.
0: Younger Toguro is a human turned demon. His ability yeah. is purely physical strength, able to regulate how much of his maximum power he releases, ranging from zero to one hundred percent. None of this hundred ten percent nonsense.
3: Yeah, I yeah, I bad, but I with each one of the increase,
0: episodes. with each increase comes a burst of demon energy, and his muscles thicken and enlarge themselves.
1: So what we're seeing is demon physiology. Is really the long, the short okay. version of what I'm trying to get to, but to explain yeah. why because he this also introduces an idea that I really felt they could have gone into more and I wish they would have of demon human hybrids mm. and in a way they do later but not to the degree I was hoping for because apparently you can just surgery this
3: <laughs> I
1: wonder if it's just an elective
4: <laughs> <laughs> Oh
3: but anyway we... so
1: that that's why muscles
4: look weird Oh now that you've over-explain my joke. Uh, <laughs> Guru knocks down the construction site. All around, you see him kind of move at rapid pace, uh, Look knocking how fast, down. How
0: strong I am, and this is only sixty percent of my power. Yep. And Was it
4: sixty? To... I thought he said I... oh, It's sixty. It's 60. So he okay. knocks down the columns, and it collapses. With Yusuke in there, and to Guru or to Guru. Yusuke's life saying, that'll be the last time I do that. Just to ensure he makes it to this uh, dark martial arts tournament. Which I found actually kind of cool.
1: Yeah, you got two yeah. months. Get good.
4: Yes. You have two months. And, Get good, boy. <laughs> and we have the best montage ever in anime so far of the four TV shows that I've seen, plus mm-hmm. Dragon Ball. Because it doesn't take 400 years.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it doesn't, and it still conveys things are happening. Yes.
2: It, they it pretty actually, much just said two months fast, like this.
1: <laughs> and to be fair, at the end of the previous episode we watched, it did say, "Well, and Yusuke's uh, training took six months, so you know something happened. You don't have to sit and watch it; you just get to know it, and it's done."
4: Yeah, and I love it. And uh, get to the launch site because they're all riding a boat to the Dark Martial Arts Tournament. Uh, they board. meet up it's with.
0: It's like Mortal Kombat. You got to take mm-hmm. the boat.
2: Well, I'm on a boat. it's it's like Enter the Dragon, which Mortal Kombat was like,
0: whichever movie that was with the fighting tournament where they had to get on the
1: boat and it was a ghost boat. Listen, you just named six to movies. I would say technically, yeah. <laughs> Listen, all that matters really is that all luxury cruises should now just be fighting tournaments to who gets to go home at the end.
2: <laughs> oh, OK, OK.
0: I will pass it along to my sister who works on carnival cruise ships.
1: Please do if they accept it. I want just to get receive verbal credit. If there is money, great. But I just want to get an acknowledgment for the idea.
4: <laughs> at the launch site is Kuwabara, uh ginger who we've learned the name is Karama. And hey, are just chilling. <laughs> so yeah. So you.
0: Karama and he um were part of a trio of demons who were stealing stuff. Um, That's right. We are
4: kind of introduced to them earlier because uh, Taguro talks to them on top of a building.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were also
4: invited. <laughs> but yeah. it was implied you're going to be in uh, Yusuke's group. You get to be in Yusuke's group, group is five.
0: because you're weird demons who hang around with humans.
1: Mm-hmm. And let, let me clarify, too. Toguro didn't. Toguro wanted to fight him, but it's not because Toguro wanted to fight him. They're going to the Dark Tournament. Right. They were – what They're is insinuated is Sakio says, you, you knew they were going to be invited. And because they were going – Toguro and his brother were going to participate anyway. He's like, yeah. So this is essentially us checking out the competition. And Toguro did a very kind of Goku thing of, you've got two months. I'm letting you know you have two months to get good. You yeah. can thank me later.
4: Girl, this being the only episode I deal with him, seems to be an intricate villain. He is. So much he may not even be true villain, just antagonist. there to make our uh, protagonist stronger. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, yes, Gay walks up to the group with a mysterious, bandaged, clearly not Genke person. <laughs>
0: I know, know it's funny, because, like, watching the episodes back-to-back where you have Genkai training him, and then he shows up with a small person dressed exactly like Genkai, and it's like, okay, come on. <laughs> but these episodes are s- several
1: episodes apart. Several rounds into the dark tournament.
4: Yeah. <laughs> then the Russian hook pirate says, all aboard, Are
1: <laughs> Yarr,
4: Oh my god, forced. I love that dude.
1: Yeah, I love that Like in the next episode he's like, he's absolutely on Sakio's payroll
2: <laughs> I'm that
1: gonna
2: I'm gonna tell my kids that was Monkey D. Luffy
3: Oh my god, <laughs> yes That's, That's a episode. one piece okay. reference That's, I
4: hope we got to the second piece at some point <laughs> You everyone
1: following that series for, what, 30 years now?
3: Oh, my
4: God. I like Taguro. Uh, I don't know how I feel about, hey, but I feel like that's that's a character that you get to know Mm -hmm. much better. Same with really most of them. Uh, There's a lot of no Botan in this episode.
1: Botan's hmm. in the next episode a lot because she has some splaining to do.
4: Yeah. Really, this is kind of the episode one of season two, like it says there above yeah. our heads. Uh, it's leading up to the dark martial arts tournament, and it just gets there. It doesn't waste its time. This episode doesn't drag its feet. It says, This is what we're doing.
1: Hey, we're doing a tournament now. <laughs> This was back in the era I appreciated of, unless it was Dragon Ball or one of the other bigger recognized titles of Shonen being, when I say that, I mean, constituting what is called the big three. They actually conserved time mm-hmm. by not dragging it out. Yeah. It's like, we, we, get, it's like, we got business to do. Let's do it. And, uh, to, to kind of give you an idea of he a eh, Bob.
4: Oh
0: yeah, I was Imagine... going to ask. How much do you want to know about?
4: Karana yeah, well, let me ask. That <laughs> uh, wait, how about after this okay. next episode? Because okay. he does okay. have a little bit of a bigger role in this next yeah. episode. Yeah, kind of.
0: So the fourth episode we watched was season two, episode fifteen, episode forty. The whole series entitled "Jin the Windmaster. During the Dark Tournament, Yusuke is the only member of their team left able to fight, and must face the last two members of Team Macho himself. First is Jin, the Windmaster. Jin uses his Tornado Fist to land a hit on Yusuke, who is literally blown away from the attack. Yusuke later counterattacks with a series of punches, yet Jin flies off after being hit in the stomach to recover. Yusuke then uses the Spirit Gun, but Jin creates a whirlwind to deflect the blast. When Jin dives down from the sky using Tornado Fist a second time, Yusuke uses the Spirit Gun again to cause a mass explosion, and both are surprisingly still alive afterwards both contenders prepare for their ultimate attacks.
1: So I forgot <laughs> that they that they saved the ultimate attack for the, the episode after this. I thought we would get to see the ultimate technique of the spirit wave okay. in this episode, not just hear it hyped up. I forgot that the moment of he uses it and then what happens is the middle, the middle part of the episode break of the following episode of this. But I still think this was, in my mind, a right choice. Otherwise, because mm. we 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 get to see a lot. Eh? I'm going to let I'm going to let you explain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you talk. <laughs> You're good. So, so please, but yeah, please let, go on with your uh assessment and
4: description of the episode. I. Sounds weird, but with this one I only have two notes because really? there was so much. Yeah, there was so much action going on. I, I would just write down that Jin attacks, Yusuke attacks. My two notes are animal announcer, which I thought was cool. I think oh, she's yeah. a fox.
2: She's some sort of cat girl. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And why is the demon cool. Irish?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a choice that was made
4: because. That I mean it it's fine. It was just threw me off. Uh I felt like watching this episode. Jin is not an evil demon. He was just exactly like our protagonist, Yusuke. Uh-huh. And they talk about that a lot in this episode. Uh Jin has the ability to twirl his arm like a cheerleader until a mini tornado appears. Starts off using just one arm and lining up. And like Joe said, punches him so hard, a mini hurricane sends him against the wall, which with this tournament, if you're on the ground for count of 10, you're out outside the ring. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's able to you know, get back in the ring before the count of 10. Several times. Uh, Jin has the ability to fly because he is a windmaster. Which is fair in the game, because that's just part of his spirit.
0: Yeah, he's using Uh, his energy, not the wind, to do it. I
1: I believe the rulebook says you cannot touch (laughs) any surface, and that is why it doesn't count. (laughs) Botan.
4: Even uh, they have the side story again of Junior talking to one of his psychophants, and he has to explain to them that that's just part of the rules is that he is able to do that because he is able to do
3: that. They are
1: actually there in real time. This is not a callback. They are there because every team has to have a sponsor, even the invited team. Mm -hmm. Koenma is their sponsor, so he is there in person with... a box seat. Yeah, he has a box seat, a private booth, with his assistant who is lovingly named
4: George. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. So... Uh, also,
0: the announcer lady's name is Koto.
4: Koto. in case okay. anyone
0: is wondering.
4: Her and uh
3: Is it Botan? Yeah. Yeah.
4: hmm Got into an argument about Jin and his aerial abilities, and the announcer has to explain that it's fair. So Yusuke's at a disadvantage because as long as Jin is in the air, Yusuke really can't do too much. At one point Jin does get on the ground and Yusuke does a fair amount of damage to him, which causes Jin to go back up into the air to recover.
2: Kind of saying that uh, Yusuke is the little Mac of the Yu Yu Hakusho (laughs) roster.
1: Wow. Uh, Also, would you describe Nick or Joe as what happened between Botan and the referee as a cat fight?
0: I suppose...
2: It wasn't vicious enough.
1: Honestly, uh, it did grassy. involve a cat and a a grimaced reaper who acts like a cat in other moments of the show.
0: It might have been a bit catty, yes.
4: Just, just no, just. <laughs> no need to have a uh, see fit,
3: Bob.
0: Also, it's weird because Koto means little rabbit, but she's got cat ears.
4: Yeah. Uh, well, I thought she was a cat, and I even wrote down cat announcer. But then you see her tail, and you realize she's not a cat. Yeah, she's a demon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do
1: you, <laughs> don't, don't try and species her. <laughs>
4: <laughs> she's her own person. She's allowed uh, to be
2: whatever she wants to be.
4: Yeah. Uh, Jin takes and recovers in the air. Uh, he's like, haha, ha, you can't get me. And Yusuke uses his finger gun, going, pew! Thinking, I got him. Everyone thinks, I got him. Jin's like, whatever. Just creates a tornado and blows the thing away. <laughs> right into space.
1: Uh,
2: That's I when believe the commentator like, says, turns his uh, energy blast into a cosmonaut.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yep. So we know she's Russian. <laughs> That's when Yusuke's like, oh, rats. Because unless Jin is on the ground, uh, not much going on. Jin does something that I will preface this, so you guys will know what... May I judge to know what episodes to pick. I hate it when power-ups happen that they don't have to power up for. Mm. In, in so much, I mean, Jin's like, oh, look, I can use my second arm as a whirlwind. Why aren't you doing that in the first place? Because
1: <laughs> well, well,
2: they're
4: well, here well, to have well, a good time. They're, yeah,
2: they're to,
0: kind of to be fair. around.
1: To be fair, Bob, while in, in that shonen mentality that it exists in this, also, it's that if I don't have to exert myself any more than I need to, I won't.
0: That's true, because they are doing multiple fights in a row. That yeah. makes
2: sense, yeah.
1: And, and the rules of the Dark Tournament are boiled down to essentially whatever the rich people say they are, and that's a plot point that actually happens earlier.
4: Do you know that if the Power Rangers just call on the Megazord and squish the monster when it's small— Angel Grove would probably be saved a lot more often. <laughs> You're right, but it wouldn't be a series then and there wouldn't be any real stakes now, would there, Bob? Oh.
3: Mm, oh, now stakes. you know for
4: now you know for episode selection uh, as a trigger for me.
3: Also
1: uh, consider so. this though. <laughs> is it a power up or is he just showing I am capable of this and you are now a threat worth it?
4: Well, I think it's before he does his second arm is when they do the big explosion because use case yeah. like uh Yes. When Jin comes flying in, if I use my uh, spirit gun at just the right moment, it'll create an explosion. and Hopefully, uh, I will survive, and hopefully, he will not.
2: I I wrote that on my note. Uh, his his tactic for this battle is: let's see who can take a bigger ass kicking.
1: I mean, yeah. That's in fact, I think that was exactly his words.
2: Uh-huh. I wrote it down. I love it. I love this kid.
1: And that's yes. why I love Yusuke. He's such a good protagonist in that, way.
2: Yeah, in
0: addition to having high luck from being a protagonist, he just... I think his, his main talent is just constitution and being able to withstand
4: a lot. <laughs> he does take a lot of damage that we've seen through these episodes. hmm Except apparently a car getting in the wrong way and hitting him just right is going to kill him.
1: Well, that was when he was just human. Yeah, he was only 14 then. I believe by now he is actually 15 going on 16.
4: Okay, I was I was going to
2: say, like, the ages in this show, anime mm-hmm. loves to, like, have time progress, but then just forget to
1: age everybody up. <laughs> also, this no, show no. does a great job of keeping track of its time.
4: Huh. Yeah, like,
0: they're, they're you know, 16, 17 by the end of the series or whatever. Okay,
4: yeah, they're entering high school at the end of the series.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, he's 16 going on 17. <laughs> anyway, uh, this fight all occurred, and I left out uh, that his companions are still around. They just are out of the battle because they've been out of the ring, I'm assuming, for the count of ten. We see Kur or, uh, oh, everyone there. Uh, Kurama? At the
1: end of this, I'll explain what was going on, because there is some points you were missing for context.
4: Gotcha. Kurama and Kuwabara are out on the sides, uh, and it looks like a uh, first aid kit is where... Uh, not Genke, and Hey is there with uh, Oh Jin's teammate? I'm assuming some some lightning lady. powers. Yeah, I forgot her name.
0: Keeping them in there oh.
4: because she doesn't want them to leave. Even though you see that Hey is uh powering up his dark black dirt gas power or whatever darkness uh, flame
0: demon fire. Yeah,
3: Edgelord yeah. Fire. <laughs>
2: Demon Fire not is where you go if you need to, like, upload, Uh, you know, the whole first season of...
3: Oh, my God. Uh, no. Whatever. <laughs>
4: oh. Um, yeah, the episode ends with Yusuke powering up with... You could see, but Ruka. Her face. name is
3: Ruka.
4: Everyone says they've not seen him use this pose except for... Not Genke is like, oh... He's always failed when he's tried to do this. Oh.
1: Uh-huh. And she says Genkai. In fact, I, I didn't put this down. She knows I... a lot of what Genkai has thought on this and refers to Genkai <laughs> in the third person. So clearly this cannot be Genkai. Clearly. clearly. Of not. Even
0: though she yeah. has knowledge of how their training sessions went.
1: Well, And she's Genkai... wearing
4: the same hat. The same stinking hat. <laughs> this episode felt like an episode, if that makes sense. Like, uh, not good, not bad. It was just an episode progressing the story.
2: This mm-hmm. this felt like, I think, the most, um, like, Traditional. DBZ tournament-esque episode, which, like, mm. uh, very specifically, I was looking like this is an episode where we do have a lot more of the, like, we see something happen and then somebody explains what just happened. But at least it makes sense because we have actual commentators there who it's their job to do literally that. Um, mm-hmm. but even with like he, and not over in the corner, like they're doing the same thing. So it's, it's like this one actually felt slower than every other episode we watched. I thought, um, I would,
4: I would agree with that.
2: Honestly, I, I forget, but like, I think part of why this, the dark tournament arc is so like strongly remembered part of this show, I think it's because like, it does go on for a while. Like so, like like the the second episode we watched was the end of another tournament arc that happened earlier. But like, even just watching that one, like for a final battle, it moved along in a far clip. And this is like like this was a a fight that was just kind of a fight. But like, yeah, like he did he did that whirlwind arm thing like three times, and then did it with two arms. And it's like, yeah, okay, it's a different clash happening every time. But like, the tournament arc kind of feels like it drags sometimes.
3: And that's,
1: I can see that. I remember watching it, uh, by, uh, DVD by DVD. So I kind of had the, as it was coming out in the US for the first time. So I remember it not feeling as long. And even now it's like, I'll go back and rewatch it. And it feels long, you know, having that ability now to stream it and just say, ah. It is this many episodes. I have only confirmed it was chapters 52 through 112 of the – okay, here. Episodes 26 through 66 of the anime, so just a 40-episode tournament. That's a lot. That's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. But, Mm. again, when you watch it, it actually – even watching consecutively, it still feels long, but I don't think it feels 40 episodes long. Because there, it moves. It constantly moves. Here we are seeing like a slice of it. We are seeing a, a piece removed out of context.
2: There are so many characters introduced in it too. And they all have yes. like pretty respectable um, like design. depth to them. Yeah, design and depth and, and variant. And like, yeah, it does kind of, you know, spoiler alert, uh, it kind of just does come back down to the the Guru brothers again. But like... Yeah, no, like, the amount of characters that we get into, they're each... Like, there, there's a really weird thing. Like, the Dark Tournament is less an arc onto itself and more of a framing for a couple of sub-arcs dealing with these different teams that they go up against. Very yeah, true. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, it's almost like um, like in Naruto or something when it's just like, yeah, no, we have our different, like, rival ninja teams and we're going to deal with each one for a couple of episodes and then just sort of meet all of them in turn. Like, it's, it's almost more like that, but... I I think it is because it is the tournament and because that means it locks it down into this arena and, you know, the same, the team and the, the, the commentators and like the same surrounding characters, like 40 episodes, like there is good stuff going on during it, like good and memorable, but you, there is enough that is saying static for that duration that like it, it's, it's, it's yes and no, you know?
1: I will also say it doesn't it, it does something that is rarely done right in Shonen, which is a gradual escalation of opponent to opponent. Yes, every every opponent is more difficult than the previous one, but it's not like they're world ending opponents, because you still have Taguro, who essentially is the bar of how far you can go. Yeah. And it's not until you see that final fight where you realize just how high that bar was and how really minuscule by comparison these other threats have been while still being big threats. So again, it's, it's a matter of seeing it out of context. I do think kind of hurts it in that regard, but I also think it's still probably the best tournament arc period.
2: Yeah. Well, I was, I was about to say like, If you wanted to ask me about like you know if you just say tournament arcs what's the first one you think of I would probably either go with like the cell games or the dark tournament and I think those are like your top two ones Um, and if you had to make me choose yeah I'd probably go with dark tournament just because again I think the the collection of characters is more interesting.
1: You know, I had to struggle when you said tournament arc. Okay. Wh- other than dark tournament, what can I think of? I mean, there was my hero academia, but I, I, they, it has a couple of tournament arcs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has one that's not terrible earlier on. Um, doesn't I, Dragon Ball have an, a tournament arc? Dragon Ball has several and it, but I couldn't think of it until you said cell games. Like, right. There was the cell games.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There and was.
1: The,
4: And I guess about the universe arc or whatever.
1: Well, and I did think of the universal tournament before cell games, but I was trying to think other than new, very new shows. Like what are the classic tournament arcs? And I couldn't think of them because the dark tournament from my perspective and my experience has defined a tournament arc. Like this is what a tournament arc should be. Maybe not necessarily 40 episodes long. Cause that is a lot, It's a lot. I'm not going to argue that by any point, but they are a good, smooth flowing 40 episodes.
2: Do we Okay. This is some this is a little bit of inside baseball, sorry Bob. Are <laughs> Audible in this category? Do we consider that a tournament arc?
1: It is the longest tournament arc from start to finish.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Um
1: write down audible. <laughs>
2: yes. <Yeah, laughs> where uh, you can
1: listen to fine anime.
2: uh uh-huh, Use promo code um weebs. <laughs>
1: 69 69 um uh I swear to god if we if we ever get a sponsorship hey sponsors we're cool um well i, I, I yes that's our code now
2: I'm, I'm trying to think i want to say that there's like a direct correlation between series having tournament arcs and series appearing in like jump weekly
1: oh absolutely
2: uh and
1: well, yeah it's all the Shonen series.
2: right but 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 that's exactly the thing like there's something about Shonen animes well and i guess if you want to kind of go with it like if you want to look at the the history of shonen anime not that long ago we watched um ashita no joe or you know burning joe which like it kind of comes out a history of literally sports anime and boxing anime so like when you look at that it's like oh yeah no like tournaments any anything that does with competition and you know some of these are uh they're kind of fighting shows is one way to put them. And if you look at fighting as a form of sport, then like, yeah, a, a a tournament is is an arena for a martial
1: arts competition. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so you're telling me that young men between the ages of, we'll say 10 and 17 might enjoy something about exercising a rebellious need to fight against any kind of oppressive force.
2: Well, but there's other ways to take it though. Right? Like,
1: I know I'm just, drawing the correlation
2: yeah i know and, and like like totally but then also like look at how many they've been fed so is it that they're all looking for this or is that like the only kind of series that they've had for a long time so of course that's all they know
1: i mean to be fair on shonen jumps part they 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 know what they want more or yeah. less that's whatever's gonna sell it because shonen jump not to go too too not to go too deep in the weebs on this one um Shonen Jump will cut a series if it's not getting the viewership response, the readership response that they considered necessary. Yeah. So, regardless if a series is good or not, if it's right. not getting those eyeballs, and Yu Yu Hakusho clearly did, I can't imagine Dragon Ball did as long as it was in there. <clears throat> uh Or things like One Piece, where there's an action adventure keel, yeah, they're they're gonna definitely get that. So I I have to say it has to be definitely what sells because
2: I at this point, I almost wonder like if it sells because um, it's almost expected at this point or, or or, or, yeah, like like it's almost like, sort of like the shonen series and the tournament arc kind of go hand in hand i think and it's just like okay we don't know what else to do all right we're having a tournament arc and nobody complains at that point and if you do something yeah. interesting in it then you get your readership your interest whatever it's like nobody's gonna balk because it's like oh it's a shonen series oh they're doing a tournament arc yeah of course they are you know, you I, know I, I think I it wonder. sells
1: because of both i think at one point it was what what was interesting and then it just became what's expected So It lived long enough to see itself become the villain.
3: I'm
0: trying to think of tournament arcs and things that I've read or watched, and I'm not coming up with much because I didn't really read or watch series that had tournament arcs in them. But I am haunted because I was not forced to, but watched the worst example of a tournament of a tournament, like, the the whole series is just a tournament. It's just fight after fight after fight, but you don't know anybody, so you don't care after, about anybody. Um, it's Baki.
3: Oh. I, I
1: wondered it. if that's what you're talking about. There's like three shows that came to mind. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> it's
2: terrible.
1: <laughs> JoJo's without the, uh, special ghost friends.
2: <laughs> Does JoJo's do a tournament arc?
1: No, it doesn't. Really, well, I take it back part uh speedball run is kind of a tournament arc because it's a race
2: hmm, okay,
1: yeah, That's it's a different vibe yeah, that's different it is a different vibe, but it's also technically a tournament it is a competition,
2: but like i'm i'm just I'm just looking at our 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 major you... list or our mega list, and like I'm already seeing like three other shows with tournament arcs just on this. I mean...
1: <laughs> There's a show, something about a rose bride that you could argue is a tournament arc.
2: Uh huh. No, I'm I'm looking about the the guy who punches an amount of times, and that's also has a mm-hmm. tournament arc in it. Um, oh
1: my god, yes, it does, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Mm, do you think that um... one? I, that one I can figure out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> can you, Bob?
1: Can you? Because arguably, there's two shows on the list that kind of fit into that. It's just what does
4: the punching is what's
1: the difference.
4: I feel like I can count the number of times that that man punches. Um, I don't think this is the show
1: you're thinking it is.
0: All right. Anyway, back to you, you hack. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anymore, okay. Any more uh, questions or comments about this show?
1: Well, let me fill Bob in uh, regarding the, the team being sidelined as it were. Mm-hmm. So, as you saw, Kuwabara wasn't in a good state. Even our recap kind of covered that. Kuwabara was pretty messed up, and Kurama took two fights and got messed up in the third one. Because he pulled a real Hail Mary kind of play there. He he put a killer plant He's in He him. himself. Yeah, he, he, uh, he kamikaze real hard. Uh And lived.
0: Um, his, his power is demon plants, by the way.
4: Yeah, it's, he is. It's very I cool. See that, I see that during the intro.
2: Yeah, yeah you know, he's Lip Boy, so good.
1: He's really good. Also, I got a fun fact about Kurama when we get to, like, thoughts and afterwards. <laughs> um, But – so, Kuwabara is still technically being considered for a fight because that whole hospital tent was a scam by the guy that's the sponsor for the ninja team they're fighting in this episode. And he, his, his shtick is, I'll manipulate the rules because for some reason all of our other guys, our other fellow crime lords are dying after their team loses. I don't know how that's happening. <laughs> he's not doing, he's not the one doing it though. Um, eyes look at Sakio. Um, and so his, his shtick, every one of them kind of, well, I won't say every one of them has a shtick, but they all have a minor amount of a personality. This guy is like, I will manipulate the rules because fuck the rules. Kaiba, is that you? Um, And he said, well, we're going to have a medical tent go to the field to inspect the team. And in the previous fight, Kurama and Hiei hadn't been with the team for reasons. But not Genkai and Kuwabara were, and Kuwabara got messed up. But the medical, uh, the, the nurse. Ruka is on the guy's payroll. She's a demon. Her specialty is bounded fields, essentially. And she contained Kie and the masked fighter because these are threats that the other, that the ninja team really couldn't have dealt with. Kie is also still suffering from an injury where he can't use his right hand. Watch the rest of the arc. You'll understand. I and actually, you don't have to watch long after the episode before this one that we watched.
2: I, I am gonna um, say like the the once uh Karama and He have their like introduction mm-hmm. and focused arcs, uh, those are some of my favorite arcs for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: I just love them as like, characters too.
1: I will say this too, the Dark Tournament does a runs miles for giving like He and Karama room to breathe and develop mm-hmm. without making them necessarily focuses, but you will see I think you get the most development out of Karama out of all of them in this mm-hmm. one because you get his history. Um,
0: Karama and Hiei were my first ship.
1: Funny you say <laughs> that. Cause that's tied to the fact I'm going to bring up later. Um, <laughs> uh, there might be a narrative reason for that that never came to be, but not the one Bob might think. Um, but anyway, so Ruka's there to take out good fighters and leave crap behind. Well, she couldn't get Karama cause he was kind of okay. And, uh, or okay enough not to be cornered. And Kuwabara is beat the F up. So it's really just Yusuke and Karama fighting five. That's the, the, everything there. But as we saw in this episode, oops, maybe that bounded field is actually helping Hiei, which w- <laughs> was absolutely not on track. So it, it, th- this tournament is not a, so much a tournament. As just a name for blood sport. Mm. And they, this, this whole arc does that one thing that other arcs don't do. Lives are literally on the line. Mm. Death, death is the consequence. And for Yusuke and his friends, or his team, it's not just their death, but ev- as Taguro put it in the previous episode we watched, everyone you love will die. So. That's that's kind of why I wanted to show this one. It's just to say, look how dark and demented this tournament really is. Because they will do the the opponents will do whatever they need to win. There is no holds barred. And additionally, I wanted to show this because Yusuke, unlike when he fought, I don't know that rando guy, also does some thinking in his tactics he he puts some real thought and effort into it even to the point of well I'll go down but at least I'll take you with me and also we have an antagonist here who's not a bad guy mm. he's just there because he's with the other team and use case teams in the way
2: yeah i i really like the way that um jin is like like if if they didn't meet first into tournament arc, like, he's like, oh, Mm -hmm. these two would get along, because they would have kind of like that Kuwabara kind of relationship of just like, oh, they get along because they love fighting each other, and they're a fun fight for each other.
1: Mm. They are brothers separated at birth. Yeah. Kindred spirits. But, uh, this, and that's why I like it, because, again, this arc shows it's, it's not just, oh, you're my enemy, but later you'll be my friend. Once you see how powerful I am, it's Aw, oh, man, what? I gotta fight you. Can't we just get a beer? Okay, I guess I gotta punch you now. And it shows, you know, just how, far as powerful as use is to this point, yeah, there's a huge wrinkle. No one considered flight as an option. <laughs> and uh, looks at the book. Yeah, none of, one, none of the people on this team have flight as an option. So we're kind of out of luck. What do we do? So th- this... I just figured it was going to be good, and I like I said, I thought this was going to have the resolution of the spear wave, just to kind of give you an idea of like just to the limit, use case willing to go. So I don't know really how to use this, but uh, I ain't got nothing else. Also, by this point, he's developed his spear gun; he can fire five shots in a day, one for each finger, essentially. Is mm-hmm. how they illustrate it, because you'll see it. It will, I believe, if I remember correctly, one the episode where he shows he can do five in one day. He fires one and then it's the pinky that doesn't have a round in it essentially, so it's almost like a magazine unloading. <laughs> which I thought was just a really good design choice.
2: Can we wrap around and talk about
1: Botan some more? Yes. Um She is the
4: best girl. Flies on a spoon.
2: She okay this show has some great like cuties design between her and we don't even see it, but there is another commentator for the dark tournament. And like those two commentators between those two commentators and Botan, like there is something about this show that was, I don't know, probably started a lot of crushes. Um, But very specifically with Botan, did something that a couple of shows of this era did where, like, they're almost treated as, like, fashion models, you know? Um,
0: Oh, right. They're idols.
2: Yeah. Kind of. Because, what is it? So, Botan has her, like, grim reaper uniform, which I'm going to go ahead and assume that that is, like, the kind of formal wear that you would bury somebody in.
0: Yes. Also, I was... look. Hang on, actually. Let me put something up real quick while you talk.
2: But, like, we also see her... She wears the schoolgirl uniform to blend in at u k school. She wears, like, uh, a wind... biker chic. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a windbreaker uh, look that she wears. Uh, there's what she's wearing in the uh, Dark Tournament when she's sitting on the side. And then in the uh, next on for that last episode... Or one of the episodes where they're going into a new something, she's like full on like leather biker, uh, and baseball bat look going on. It's just like okay, so she's got some looks. Like this is a show where, and mm-hmm. because the thing is, I've noticed this um as I've been rewatching um Sailor Moon specifically, but like there are cases of characters in a show being used again, kind of like to play with like modern fashion and kubara you always see him in the blue uh Yusuke, he's either in the green or he's in that like rolled up sleeve look um everybody else pretty much has you know like a sort of like uniform like a cartoon character and then here's Botan who just has style different style every scene or whatever and it's just like botan wow. has
1: a wardrobe
2: yeah Bo- Botan you got to ask who she's wearing today, you know? Um, and I think that I, I I think there's something that adds like the characters that were treated that way. I want to say like, there is a certain level of like chic that they get. Like the character that you did that with was also a character who again would get like, you know, anime mag centerfolds or, or even, um, Uh, posted right before, uh, we started recording, we were looking at some of the, the promo art of the boys and that's exactly the thing that we're getting there. Like, uh, they're in some very, like, not their standard outfits, but like some more modern attire that we're looking at and just being like, Oh, okay. These were, we had this moment of making them being fashion icons.
1: Or you got other art like I just posted that doesn't look like a very familiar uh cover to a very well-known X-Men uh arc.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Oh, yeah, like, the artists drawing their characters in, like, various 90s fashion was very big.
1: <laughs> Gundam Wing did the same thing for their main pilots. Yes. And I am convinced that every... Every successful shonen, shounen-esque anime worth assault salt in that era did that little look at my characters, though. It, it, it's to show a breadth of art and style, but also show, like, this is what fashion looks like. These, every artist was ad- auditioning to be a fashion designer, in a sense, <laughs> because it always looked good. There was never one that felt out of place. They all just matched the characters perfectly.
2: Well, so there's also the element of... Um, I mean, you remember the the argument for um wing that that was a gundam for girls.
1: I actually never heard that argument
2: yeah uh so I i d- i don't know if it's just apocryphal or extremely apocryphal, but the idea that like if you look at the everything from the design of the robots to the like just uh amount of like fashion illustrations of our five boy main character harem you could call it like there is a thing like that show in that gundam series in particular was like trying to cater to more of a shoujo audience than a shonen audience um
1: i can kind of see it
2: and and the same kind of thing like the uh between that sailor moon this fashion illustration thing a lot, and if oh, we yeah. got uh Botan here, uh, who is like, you know, the like I guess they're they're I guess they are doing good boys. When you look at Karama, Karama is also, you know, some like female audience eye candy. At least all of the female anime nerds I know have had that opinion. Um it's...
1: Oh, after you're done, I need to know because I will dive into the Karama in the room.
2: Okay. Um but like I think that there is an element that like there there is some sort of correlation between like doing these fashion illustration style like pieces with the characters of a, of a show um, and sort of like trying to cater to a more female viewership of a show for a show and also like success and quality of a show. I, I think there's a correlation between these three. I can't say anything about causation, but it's just like, yeah, no, if you got some, like... You get
0: the fangirls in, you, you've you got it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I definitely think Wing was trying to bridge that gap. I don't know if it was trying to necessarily go to be the quote-unquote Gundam for girls, but I definitely could see it trying to bridge the gap by saying, look, we have very pretty boys.
2: The boys were so pretty. Also, I think there is something to say that, like, and we should probably save this but like uh I, I think part of the argument is also like wing has one of the most like social network convoluted setups and progressions of any gundam series so and there's an idea that like
3: yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: again this it's it goes into a nature versus nurture argument but the idea that girls have you know uh, are are sort of like better trained in social dynamics in a way that saying like, Oh yeah, no, there's a lot of organizations in this one and people are constantly changing sides means that it is like a drama for girls. I, again, I'm, I'm kind of stretching, but I, I think there is arguments that have been made along those lines.
1: I can say I never considered it from that angle before. because, like I said, I never heard that argument, but I mean, I guess I can kind of see it.
2: Well, I mean, especially when you consider versus the, and boys like the tournaments where you punch each other, you know, true.
1: To be fair, true. She,
2: she G-Gundam is for boys and Gundam Wing is for girls. <sighs> like, there is, there is a take there.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. So, regarding Karama, Joe, talking Ooh. about your ship, what if I told you, and I've been looking this up, what if I told you that was supposed to be the way of things to a degree, but not the way you have it presented?
0: heterosexual life partners because that's how I you're ship getting them.
1: closer karama <laughs> wasn't supposed to be a guy initially, oh, that'd be cool yeah it yeah. was originally designed to be a female character um I don't know if the name was supposed to be changed, but apparently in designing it and i've I've been trying to look up the cause of the change or if there were you know there was a reason behind it, but apparently there was some Either some kind of concern it wouldn't be received well, or the girl would stand out in the fighting group in a Mm. 90s setting of fighting in a shonen series. I don't know. I really think that's a terrible excuse, personally. But for whatever reason, Kurama became Kurama because of a decision, but originally was supposed to be Hiei's love interest. Cool. Interesting. Yeah, and I, it's one of those two is like, you know, you, you kind of pick up something when you first watch it, but knowing that and going back and rewatching it, it's like, you just kind of imagine the what if of it. I'm like, okay, I can, I can absolutely see why these two are always hanging out together. <laughs> and it's like, good huh. good Yeah, yeah they,
2: they, they have certain resonances, especially as the like, the, the demons turn friends of the group.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
1: And, considering how Karama is really first introduced, I'm like, yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense just because of the personality he displays. But he arguably, I was like, yes, Hiei is a great character in my opinion, which I guess we'll come to. Bob, how much do you want to know about Hiei's personality?
4: Uh, this is very, I don't know. It's hard to... He's short you want and angry. Like
1: right?
0: He's short and angry. That's all you need to know.
4: Well, like I said, just you. do You want just a high
1: level overview. He's a smarter Vegeta.
2: Yeah, I was with gonna less say less of an
1: ego. Yeah, <laughs> he's the Vegeta
2: of the group, moralists.
1: He is less less egotistical. Like he has an ego, but he's less. I need to be better than the hero. It's more just, you know, you pissed me off. Why? I don't know, but I'm mad. I've got a chip on my shoulder. And he also has more development. It's not just, oh, I was the prince of all demons. No, not. You know, childhood, it's a thing.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they explain it, and it's good when it's explained. Karamas is good when it's explained, especially when you get to the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, the, all of these characters have, like, really good, interesting backgrounds, of which Kuwabara, bless his little heart, is the one that's going to lead the normalist life. <laughs> Uh, Makes sense,
3: and
0: good for him.
1: Yeah, and that's the other thing. Without going into you know real details, when he decides like, yeah, I'm going to study and I'm going to go to a good school, etc., none none of his friends say, oh, but you're so you could be so powerful, Gohan, if you just trained longer. No, they're all completely supportive to the point of let's leave him out of a thing because we want him to ha- pursue what he wants to pursue. Is hmm. so very supportive in that way, which is. Arguably unusual for a lot of Shonen, that especially it comes over to the U.S.
2: Is it time to get into some of our wrap-up stuff?
1: Yes, Bob informed us that there was no Cowboy Bebop rewatch for another week, and that's fine. Life is what it is.
0: Well, I know I, I kind of wish we do these like once every like three months, so I have time to watch rewatch the entire series. I that mean, we watch.
1: I, I get you, and believe me, there's a part of me that kind of wishes that, too.
4: <laughs> but these episodes would be a little long if that were the case.
0: Oh, oh, no, no! I just mean that like after we record, now I can go oh. and rewatch the entire Yu Yu Hakusho series.
2: Yeah, I I want to do that,
0: and then watch whatever's left for pre- the next
2: episode. We. Are after we finish the whole series, uh, get together and chat episode. That's going to be the Patreon exclusive feed. There <laughs> you go. Um, but no, even before that, we haven't yet wrapped around to uh the intro for this song. Where does it fall on our list? Oh, where
3: does oh, it
4: yeah. fall on my list? Uh... Okay. well, let's hear everyone's
1: thoughts on it before we go to where it falls on the list. And let me make sure because I. The file I originally created didn't save properly, so I had to destroy it and get a new one. Uh-oh. So we, if I remember correctly, it went Bebop Trigun Agresco Arcane, is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bob, let's hear your thoughts first, since this is completely uh, new to you.
4: This music seemed like a product of its era. <laughs> That's
1: a good one. Now way let to put me it.
4: explain, uh. Yeah. It's very synth, it's very 80s, it's very early 90s, it's, yeah, it's catchy. Very catchy. Mm-hmm. It's not Bebop level.
1: No. I wouldn't say it was. Nick, uh, Joe? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Lo. I'm sorry, I thought you were done.
4: I was just going to say, as comparing it to Trigun, I think I'll put it a little bit above Trigun. Barely, though. I would say they're almost tied. Really? Interesting.
0: Okay. That's-
2: I love this the the opening and closing it, I love them as songs I think they are remarkably like unfitting to what the show then is um but these songs sound like they're on the soundtrack to some of the best Dreamcast games <laughs> you've ever heard um I can like, see that it's got like that blue sky vibe and I I absolutely love that in general. But yeah, like, I, I think there's an essence of, like, whether you look at this as the, the ghost detective show that it is for about 14 episodes or whatever, or if you look at it as the tournament arc and also other demon detective show that this show is, like... I don't think it fits that very well, and so I would knock it down a little bit um but mm. I don't know for for me, this stays like like I would put it right below Trigun right now, like Trigun takes the win because it is more fitting to the the rest of the show um gotcha, but like i I think it stays high, I think it stays high like top ten just because it is good, so good
1: on its own, <laughs> Joe.
0: Uh, I'm kind of meh on it. It's not really the kind of music I'm into, and I don't think it fits the tone of the show very well, Uh, so it would probably be lower on my list.
1: What about Honestly, you, Chuck? So here here I'm going to be pretend to be a music review guy. I don't think this is a banger. I think it's a bop. It is <laughs> definitely different from everything else we've had.
3: That's
2: actually exactly yeah. what I said. It's not a banger. It's a bop, though.
1: And that doesn't make it bad, but it definitely makes it different and sets it apart. And for some of the series we're going to have coming up, like three just flashed through my mind, it's like, I don't know if it qualifies bops or just, you know, this is absolutely an OP. Mm. Um, They Yeah, there is a tonal difference. I don't think it's bad. I think it's almost like a good palate cleanser in its own way. It's like like ginger to a sushi meal. Mm. Um but I don't think it goes up top. It doesn't fall beneath arcane. And this is where i was like I kind of agree with Joe. If you handed me a list of songs to pick from, to listen, as much as this is nostalgic for me, I don't think this would be on there just because it's like, I want something. I hate to use the word harder, but something with a little bit more of a, a deeper tone and a harder beat than this this feels very light and fluffy, which does relate to the show's comedic elements, which are sprinkled out through the entirety of the series. So.
2: But it's not demon fighting
4: I, I, music. Yeah, I have you're to right. Occur. I think I would edit myself and put this below Trigun now that. It's definitely Trigun
1: adjacent, adjacent. Like, Agretzko loses it to it definitely in my mind just because Agretzko's opening is not really a song. It's just an instrumental. Mm-hmm. and it's a fine instrumental it's just like i, w- I want some lyrics this has a, a relatively okay translation as far as i'm concerned for the song the beat is fine so i would say i'd probably put it beneath trigon but the only part of me that wrestles with it is like unlike Trigun, this has lyrics
4: hmm. but i feel like i heard this song while Walking through the local arcade, getting ready to get on my Wave Rider right. and hope to get first place.
1: <laughs> well, you, don't, you don't like listening to Mario. Oh, but Obvious, yeah. Okay, ob- so underneath Trigun.
4: Okay. Underneath Trigun. Okay, I think we can
1: put that there because yeah, it's definitely a bop, not a banger, but it's not bad for it.
2: I can't wait oh. until we have enough songs that we break it out into a bangers ranking and bop ranking.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs>
1: That's kinda of what I, I was tempted, honestly, in this episode, was like, do we just start a bops list? Because we will need a bops list at some point.
0: So there's like bops, bangers, and ballads.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh uh, man. Bangers, belters, and ballads. I absolutely oh, yeah. <laughs> was thinking back to that the yep. other day.
0: <laughs> so, Bob. Yes. You hack a Is show. Is it a show you would watch on your own? Is it a show you would watch if it was on in the background, or is it a show that's not really your style?
4: It's a show uh, that I would watch in the background. It's not one that I would actively seek out. Uh, oh. I appreciate it for going faster, and with Chuck describing it as 40 episodes, I could actually see that going quickly, as opposed to taking a while.
3: Yeah.
4: But I would have to finish Bebop first, and then maybe if this is on the background... Yeah, I'm curious about the dark martial arts tournament. See where that goes. You mm. are to that... curious? Yes. See where it goes from there. Otherwise to uh quote my friend Rando at hoc dabo de de sim et septum. <laughs> give it a seven out of ten.
1: He said something about a septum. He uh he's getting a septum piercing. <laughs>
2: um What's what's the next thing we do? We don't have a cowboy Speaking
0: update of our list.
4: Yeah, our list. it's the list.
3: So uh, we, we have, have to two, aren't we? Yep.
0: Yeah. Two left in the daytime tsunami tier.
3: I'm so uh, excited for both of these. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, we don't have a tagline for our audible.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, and let me let me just put this in right here.
1: Um, I'm on mute. That didn't help. I said the yeah. world through a uh, Japanese N, lens, excuse me.
2: I just went with the UN fighting tournament arc.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes! Okay. Yes! it's right, so, so much better.
0: You have UN fighting tournament arc or The Gang Steals a Rock'em Sock'em Robot.
4: Oh, might as well continue our fighting tournaments.
0: <laughs> so we're going with oh I'm sorry it's been updated it's now oops all UN fighting tournament arc
1: <laughs> you could have just called it oops all national stereotypes
4: <laughs> what is it
1: Bob uh, you get to watch one of the greatest <laughs> greatest Saturday morning style shows oh my God. in anime history you get to watch Mobile Fighter G Gundam
4: Mobile Fighter G, oh man.
1: I'm going to have to give you my Crunchyroll because that's the only place it's on and it it is subtitle only unless you want to try and buy the Blu-rays. I don't advise that right now because they are expensive and the good box set is all sold out.
4: (laughs) Um, Mobile, living with you, I realize that there is more than one Gundam out there. (laughs) I was under the belief that Gundam was one of those uh, absorbs Everything type things.
1: Yeah, like a blanket term.
4: Yeah, so
1: Mobile... Mobile Fighter.
4: G-Suit Gundam?
1: No, Mobile Fighter G-Gundam.
2: Nope. Yeah, this one doesn't have a suit.
1: Yeah, this one is very specific, and Gundam Wing really is the only other one I think that's specific to the... doesn't have the the mobile suit portion of the title.
4: As long as there's no G-Strings involved, I think I'll be okay.
1: I uh, no, thanks, Oh! I know there's a lot of, like, skin type bodysuits, but there's a reason for that. There's yeah. a plot relevant reason, and it's mostly guys, so.
3: Yeah, I mean, oh,
4: okay, whatever. I don't even care. <laughs> <In> one <laughs> horse!
1: <laughs> yeah, it's no horse. One, I think there's only uh, one, two female pilots, one, uh, the rest are male pilots, oh, yeah. and a horse, who I believe is a male.
4: Oh good lord, so this is gonna be interesting, I can't wait. This is gonna be something. Bob. Oh, I
2: we're really gonna have to think hard about what episodes.
4: Oh, I have been working on this so
1: far. <laughs> okay, there great. are at least two, two series mandating out. in this. You two can
0: hash that out because I have not seen this series at all. I'm <gasps> really? So I have <laughs> right. oh. never seen a, a Gundam.
1: <laughs> you you haven't you haven't seen a Gundam? You haven't seen a Gundam go Super Saiyan?
0: I've I've seen some getters, but I haven't seen some Gundams.
1: Oh, I'm so happy!
2: This is going to be wild. Oh, All right. Oh my
1: god! This is this, okay. This is definitely one of those. Get in the car. We're going gun dummy.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> At the same time, holding my beer.
3: Oh my god. Oh, I'm so I'm so
1: happy.
2: All right. So, well,
0: dear listeners, you have that to look forward to next time.
2: Yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> we'll we'll figure that out by the time next episode gets here. And until then, uh, we'll see you.
1: Everyone have a good one. Like, share, and subscribe.
3: Bye!
0: Deep in the Weebs is a show by Chuck, Nick, Joe, and Bob. Our theme music is Kawaii Friends by CKadi3. You can find our show on YouTube or subscribe to the audio-only version on iTunes or wherever podcasts are served.
2: And we managed to get through that whole episode without any reference to finger banging.
1: Listen, after the last time, I made it a very, very concerted effort. like, don't make the South Park joke. Don't make the South Park joke.
3: (laughs) It was funny the first time, but really it was, you know, in retrospect, probably a terrible idea on my part. And I apologize for that.